Good morning and Merry Christmas, Dwell Church. So glad to see you here online for Christmas Sunday here with Dwell. Man, it is an honor that you are spending time with us in this season, that you're choosing Dwell Church to be the place that you get your Christmas message today. Hey, can I encourage you on something today? That today is a gift. The, the, the gift that you're getting right now is a message of encouragement in this season and in a time that the world feels so dark that we believe that Jesus is the light of the world and you're bringing that into your world today, but it's not just for you, it's for the people that you love too. So would you give this gift of this message to someone that you love? Don't just keep it for yourself. Man, I, I believe that it is our job that when we are hearers of the, of the word, that we give that out to people. And so I wanna encourage you, give a gift this season by letting them know that there's a church out there that loves them because we love you here at Dwell Church. Man, if this is your first time listening, I'm just so honored that you're taking the time. Stick with us in this. I believe that this message is going to encourage you. If you've been with us on the journey over the last six months, man, Pastor Natalie and I, we love you so much. We're so grateful that you are choosing this place to be the where you're building your family up, where you're, you're building yourself up where you are finding community and I, I hope that it's just as fulfilling as ever before as we get closer and closer to meeting in person and I'm um, speaking of we had our first ever Christmas service live in-person service in, in, in a location at the living room at Mastercraft man we want to encourage you guys to to check that out uh, because we're gonna start doing more in-person meetings coming up real soon if you want to be a part of that reach out and let us know but we are at the last week of our Advent series. Advent meaning a time of expectant waiting, waiting for Jesus to come. And what we celebrate in this Christmas season is that that wait is over. Jesus came. He is here. He is with us. The Savior has arrived on earth and he brought some gifts with him. Man, he the first week we talked about the gift that he brings is hope. And then the next one was peace. And then last week was love. And today, today we're going to speak on the last gift that I believe that Jesus brings with his birth whenever he comes. And that is he brings joy. He brings joy joy. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for everything that you're doing right now in, in the lives of the people watching and a part of Dwell Church. God, I, I pray that the, the message over the last four weeks of hope, peace, love, and joy doesn't fall on deaf ears, but God, we hear it and, and we embrace that message that there is hope in this world, that we can have peace in the middle of chaos in our lives, and that we can accept the invitation of love and be a part of what you're doing. So today, as we speak and we ask for the joy of the Lord to be our strength. God, I pray that you open up the gates of heaven. You release that joy onto this earth and those who are listening today will leave here feeling more joyful and ready to celebrate the season of your son's birth. We give this to you. We love you. And in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, like I said, if you missed the last couple of weeks, we, we talked about some gifts that, that Jesus brings with his birth, hope, peace, and love. But man, I am excited to talk about 
joy. I'm I'm a pretty smiley person, uh, and when I smile, my eyes disappear. And that's how you know I'm smiling. If I'm frowning, you can see my eyes, but if I'm smiling, you can't see it. And I I love joy. Joy is something that I feel like I I strive for in so many areas of my life. And although I've had my battles with depressions and anxiety that try to steal my joy, man, when I come back to Jesus, I always find myself so glad to be with him. I, I hope you can get this experience too because here's what what I think is that that hope and peace and love, these are all great gifts, but when they are packaged together with joy, they their value, the individual value actually increases. Uh, here, let me put it this way. How many of you have done like stockings, like like Christmas stockings before? You, you know, it's like they're in the shape of a sock and you put them on your fireplace or uh, in some of the houses I've seen them on like the banister of like their their rail stairs coming inside their house. And, and inside those stockings, what, what do you find in there? Like little knickknacks and gifts and like candies and gift cards and, and, and maybe socks for a few of you. I, I, in fact, and one of the stockings I got, I got one of my favorite gifts ever. And here's what I'm, I want to show you guys something because in the Wallace house, when I say stockings, I mean stockings. You know, I, I don't do stockings like you guys. You see, I do stockings like this. Come on, let's go. Look at this. This is my stocking. How do you know that? Because in bright gold letters here is my name written on the top. And I know it's my name because it's spelled wrong. Or at least that's what every spell check has told me. But but these are the stockings in the Wallace household. No joke. This is every single member of my family, my mom, my dad, and my three brothers. We all have them. And then when I married my wife, Natalie, she got one. And then as my brothers found their wives, they got one. As I had my three kids, they each have one. So now we just have these giant stockings at Christmas time laying around everywhere. And and when when I say we have stockings, we fill them up with all sorts of things. And like I said, one of my favorite gifts I've ever gotten, it was a Stan Lee fan club baseball card. And it was printed in July of 1990. That's the month and the year of my birth. And if you know anything about me, I'm a huge Marvel fan. So this just felt like my card. And I was like, why is this in a stocking? Like this gift is way too valuable to just be in a stocking. I started looking on eBay and you can find that card being sold right now for $500. And so I go to my mom, I'm like, where did you get this? Why did you put it in my stocking? She goes, but what do you mean? It was $10. Come on, my mom, the Facebook marketplace sleuth found a $500 card for $10. Come on, let's go. Why is that important? Because I I think you can put great gifts in the stocking, but if they were just on their own, it would just look like a card. It would just be its own individual individual thing. But when it's partnered with the other things that are in the stocking, the value of everything increases. You see, they were great on their own, but the pack of gum, the thing of socks, all of it, when brought together in one package of the stocking, its value increases. This is how I see hope, peace, love, and joy. You see, the hope we have in God is our joy. The peace that he gives us is our joy. The love that he has for you 
is our joy. You see, joy enhances the value because it brings them all together. In our scripture today, I see that type of package, that joy type of package brought to a group of people called shepherds. Would you open up your Bible to Luke chapter two? We're going to start in verse eight, and we're going to talk about a story where I see the whole Advent series in just a few scriptures. We see hope, we see peace, we see love, and we absolutely see joy. Would you open that up with me? Luke two, verse eight. It reads just like this. That night, There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Come on, man. What Can you imagine being there? I, actually, I don't even think we can imagine because there's no concert like this. There's no musician like this that can open up the skies and bring the armies of heaven down, all glorifying God. This would be, I mean, this would just be amazing. This would be crazy to see. And who are they doing this for? Shepherds. This this choir of angels are brought to shepherds. I find it interesting that in the Bible, oftentimes God interrupts everyday people's normal routines. He just comes right in the middle of it. You you see, these shepherds didn't get like a text the day before, like, hey, bro, uh, I'm going to come. I want to show you something cool. Don't want to tell you what it is, but just trust me, be there and and, and bring a couple friends and just go to that one hill, you know, just like it's next to the other hill. And then like, just wait a little bit and I'll be there. No, no, they were just doing their job and things just show up. In fact, we actually see this through the whole Christmas story. Zachariah, Joseph, and Mary, and now the shepherds are all visited by a heavenly host, an angel, and interrupts their normal day. You see, Zachariah, he was just in the temple doing his job. Joseph was dreaming. Mary had other plans, and she was just going about her way. And the shepherds, the shepherds were just doing their job. And I think there's something unique about this that we need to look at today, church, because God wants to bring a message of joy into your life, but he's going to interrupt your life. He's going to interrupt your day. And if you're too busy trying to stay on your routine, too busy doing your thing, you're going to miss the message of joy. Can I speak to my Zacharias in the room right now? You've been in church for a while. You know this routine. You've heard this message before. You could probably recite this Christmas story better than I can. But can I ask you something? Can God interrupt you today in the temple? Can he get in the way of your 
religious routine and speak something new to your life. For my Josephs here, you guys are dreamers and you have a way that you think things are supposed to be that you've been dreaming about and something needs to change. And so God's gonna interrupt. Can God interrupt your dreams today? Can God interrupt the way that you think this is supposed to go? Can God show you the better thing that's on the horizon? My Marys that are listening right now, come on, Marys, you had a plan and it was the right plan. Come on, Mary was going to get married. She was going, she was marrying a good man. She came from a low class place and she was going, rising up in her station. She was favorable. God says that she is a favored woman. She had a plan and was doing it right, but God still had better plans. He still wanted to be a part of her life so he doesn't come at a convenient time. No, no, no. Her plan is to get married. Her plan is to look faithful in all the eyes of all the other people. But God wants to do something else and he wants to birth something great through her. And to my shepherds, my shepherds who are just doing their jobs, who are trying to get through life unscathed, they're just trying to take care of their families. Man, I, I think a lot of us actually fit into that shepherd model. And we're just trying to go through life without any controversy, not rock the boat. We're just trying to do our jobs. But God wants to use you as a message of joy in this world. But will you let him? Will you let him be that message? Because I've really, honestly, out of all those people, I relate to the shepherd. And, and I, you might find that surprise. I'm a big, I'm a dreamer. I've worked in the church. I've been a part of this. I got all the good plans. Man, I, I think I can find something from the Zacharias, from the Josephs, from the Marys. But most of the time, man, I just want to take care of my family. I just want to do good by them. I, I'm even in church. I'm just trying to do the right things. But, but to go above and beyond, ah, if we just be honest here, then let's just be honest in this Christmas season. Sometimes I just want to stay at home and do me. I just want to do my thing. I relate to the shepherds in here because they are a little bit different. I think God sees the need for the shepherds in this world more than the Zacharias, more than the Josephs and the Marys. I think God knew exactly what he was doing when he shows his message of Jesus's joy to them first. I, I think it's really important. Here, I, I got two things that I think we see about shepherds in this. The first one is that shepherds were outsiders. They were outsiders and not outsiders like we think of. No, they're not weird people. They're not the outcasts. They just literally live and work outside of the walls. You see, in this first century time, there was a city and it would have a giant wall surrounding it, defending the city against enemy attacks. And if you were a shepherd, you were taking care of livestock. Well, there wasn't enough room inside the city for the number of animals that you would care for. So you would have to go outside the city walls in order to care for them. And you would be there waiting for something to happen, if only just to take care of your sheep. You, you see, they weren't outsiders because they did something wrong. They were outsiders because of what they were doing. It was just their job. And they were trying to stay faithful. And 
and they're human. And so if they're human, just like us, they had hopes, they had dreams, they had families that they wanted to take care of, and they weren't trying to rock the boat. But what this tells me that when God shows up to the outsiders of this world, is he is sending a message that the joy of the Lord is not just for the inside people. You see, this message of hope, this message of peace and love and joy is not just for the people that already call themselves Christians. It's for the outsider. It's for the person that needs it the most, that they are left defenseless and not surrounded by the community. You see, he is not an inside God. He's an everywhere God. He's not just going for the people that are easy to go for. In fact, Jesus says, I have come here for the sick. I am here to help the outsider. So who does he go to first? He goes to the outsiders. The the next one that I see that makes the shepherds a perfect candidate to carry the message of joy is that they are defenders. The work of a shepherd was and still is dangerous work. They're outside the city walls. An enemy can come at any time. But not only that, most of the time they have to defend their flock against wild animals like wolves or different things like that. Even larger animals like lions and bears. We see throughout all of the scripture, shepherds defending against the flock. I think this is key that whenever we see this, we see that these shepherds are modeling who Jesus is going to be. You see, Jesus wanted to send his message to shepherds because they would model what he was going to do. All throughout the Bible, the Messiah, the Savior, he is referenced as the good David, the, the better David. And what do we know about David? Before he was a king, before he was a general, before he was cutting heads off of giants, he was a shepherd. He was a shepherd, and in fact, in his battle cry against Goliath, he says, I have strike the lion and the bear. Who are you to come against me? You see, Jesus knew that to be a shepherd was to defend the people. You see, Jesus didn't come just to give a good message. He came to rewrite this whole history of what God was trying to do. He is the defender of people. He is there to help. He is there to save. He is there to bring people home. So today, I I wanna show you how this story ends with the shepherds because they have received the message of joy. Now, what are they going to do with it? And we see this in Luke 2. We're going to start in verse 15. It says this, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's stories were astonished. So here's my question. If you were the shepherds in this story, what would you do? You saw heaven open up and God gave a message to you. Let me encourage you right now. You were sitting in a similar season to them. They were just going about their day and they were encountered by a message like this, that there is hope, there is peace, there is love, there is joy in this world. And they had a choice. 
They could have stayed right where they were. They could have stayed safe in their position, safe in their jobs, but instead, they dared to go find the thing that they were told about. Not only that, they left Jesus's presence. Wait, what? They left the presence of Jesus to go tell others. You see, the message of joy in our lives is not just meant for us, it's meant to go out to others. And what does it say that happens when they send that message out, when they start showing people what God is all about and what he is doing on this earth? Because the fruition of the garden work has now come to this world and all people are astonished. Not just some, not that those who believed already, but all who heard. You see, we can think that this message is only attainable by the people who already believe. But if you show the message of Jesus and the joy of the Lord to those who don't believe, they will be astonished by the joy that you have. One of my favorite things about joy is unlike hope, peace, and love, those are all private gifts. You see, you could have hope in your life, you could have peace in your life, you could have love in your life, and most people wouldn't even know it. I mean, those you know, or who know you really well, they would know it. They would see the love written on you, they would see the hope written on you, but your waitress at lunch wouldn't see it. Your coworker who sits in the cubicle next to you, or, or works in the classroom right next to you, or works on the production line next to you, they wouldn't see it. But joy? Well, joy, everyone sees it. Everyone sees it. What do you mean? It looks like this. It looks like a smile. You can't hide joy when something is going on in your life and it's going good. You can't hide that joy when you're on a jet ski in the, in the ocean. Man, you're bouncing. You can't hide that joy when, when you see your child succeed and be happy and excited. You can't hide that joy when you are living your best life and you're seeing your spouse walk down the aisle. You can't hide the joy that's in your life. So how can you show joy in this season? Well, how about a smile? You see, the world doesn't need more cynicism in this season. The world doesn't need more scholars. They don't need more debates. The world needs more joy. And if someone could see something different in you, that you have a hope in the glory of God in this season, they'd go, why are you smiling? Me? Why am I smiling? You haven't heard. Jesus is here. My Savior is here. No, 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 you don't understand. You see, I had a debt and now it's been paid. My family was broken, but now it's healed. My, my anxiety, it's subsiding. My, my depression is lowering. My poverty is being lifted out of me. Things are changing in my life. What do you, why am I smiling? Because everything is better because I have the Savior in my life. So today, today will you be the joy of this world? Will you send a smile? I think it looks like this most often. It looks like this. And in our Christmas service right now, we have tons of people all cracking their glow sticks saying that they are gonna to choose to be a joy in the season. Joy is a light 
in a dark place. It is hope. It is peace. It is love all packaged together with a new way. Will you be the light in this world in the same way that Jesus was? Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for dwell. I thank you for the message of this Advent series that, that God, you sent your son for us. You sent the savior so that we don't have to live the way that we lived before. But now, now there's a new hope. God, now there's a new peace. There's a new love. And that brings us great joy like your angels sing to the shepherds. So God, today, whether we're the Zacharias who've been doing this Christian thing for a while, whether we're the Josephs that have all the dreams in the world, or we're the Marys that have all the plans, or we're the shepherds just trying to do our best, God, I pray that you show us the light so that then we can be the light to others. We thank you for your son coming to this earth, his great sacrifice, and the sending of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We give this all to you, and we thank you. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm so glad that you guys listened here today. Be on the lookout. Follow us on social media so that we can tell you the next time that we're going to be meeting in person. God bless, and we love you.